With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is David Kay, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. This is Megatron. Leader of the Predacons, and you're listening to all things Transformers. Predacons, terrorize! This is Optimus Prime, and you're listening to all things Transformers. Hello and welcome to All Things Transformers. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Megatron. Joining me on this adventure into the Transformers fandom is TFG1 Mike. Hello. Returning to the GeekCast Radio Network is the one, the only, David K. Hello. How are you doing, David? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Good. I have my uh I have my wine. I didn't have any yesterday, so I thought this evening I uh I brought a little up. It's seven, it's seven o'clock. It's after dinner, so I, uh, I have a little, uh, yeah, just enjoy a little California sunshine. I guess that says a lot about us here at the GeekCast Radio Network, folks. Our guests have to be drunk to be on the podcast with us. <laughs> that is, that is, not, that is absolutely not true. No, <laughs> uh, no it's, uh, it's just... Uh, I kid, I kid. I hope nobody takes that and runs like it's no. a joke, folks. It is a joke, no. It is a joke. Uh, no, I have, uh, it's just, it was just, um, uh, it was a good, good busy day today. And, uh, mm-hmm. I had dinner and went, you know what? I got a little something. And, uh, and yeah. you are a bit of a wine connoisseur, are you not? I'm a nerd when it comes to, to wine. I, I, I mean, you know, yeah, wine geek, uh, uh, bottle nerd. I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I, I love it because it's like, yeah, it's got history and geography and topography and things and it's farming. It's, it's a hard ass work. It's uh blood, mm-hmm. sweat, tears. And I like, I, I don't know. You know, it's a bunch of old guys squishing grapes with their smelly feet is what it is. <laughs> well, that's, uh, if you're enduro, that's what happens making port, but no, it's a lot of young guys, a lot of young, young people, uh, getting there, getting dirty. Uh, I had a chance to do that. It's, it's, uh, I actually felt like I was doing something for, for like, for, for, you know, not that this job is not like you're doing something, but I went to on my 50th birthday, I went and I, I got in, I was at a winery in Napa and I got a chance, my wife and I to, to bring the grapes are coming in, it's harvest and we're in the, I'm doing punch downs and I, you know, bringing the grapes in, I'm stacking crates. And I, I left when thinking, now that's work. That's real work. And I felt yep. like I, I didn't want to go. Yep. I thought, what am I doing? Making goofy voices. This is people, you know, working their butts off. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard work. It's hard work, man. Definitely the appreciation for it. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. 
So before we get started, uh, it's been a while since we've talked to you. The The first time was in 2009 and then in 2011. So what's been going on in that time since uh, we last talked to you? Oh, boy. Kind of sounds like my, uh, but my agent said, I haven't seen my agent. My, he's retiring, the main agent. You know, I didn't see oh, him wow. for three, three years. And we meet at a restaurant. He goes, okay, I want the whole story. Give me, so what happened? What's going on? Where are you? What's, what's your, you're living out here now? What's happening? And so I, I gave him the whole, uh, you know, whole tour. But yeah, um, you know, we live in Ventura County now. Uh, we moved north of the city of Los Angeles. And uh, I can sleep and I hear, I hear, Owls and crickets and frogs in the gully as like I can see mountains and I can see ocean. I go, oh, God. So, yeah, the great migration during the pandemic uh, where everybody thought, okay, what are we doing? What's important? What's going on? Uh, we ended up moving up here and, uh, yeah, it feels good. So, yeah, we're a little further north of L.A. now and the conventions are, start, are coming back. I've done four already. Always been, you know, I was always nervous about getting out there and doing them, but uh, everything's so far. Knock on wood, it's been it's been great. Seen uh, we went to Botcon is back when it was in Nashville, and I met a lot of great people there and 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 friends I haven't seen for quite a long time. A lot of people have beards now and longer hair, which is like, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it's kind of scary. I've had but. a beard since I was twenty eight, and that was back in two thousand eight. So yeah, so <laughs> so since we you know since two thousand nine and now there's a lot more little gray hair and some more beards. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, younger fans, which is kind of really cool. The parents are now exposing their kids to uh, the Beast Wars. It's amazing, man. I mean, look, uh, who knew? 20, it's been over 25 years, and, and uh, uh, people, you know, they, they still want to hear this. What a pleasant surprise. You know, so it's, um, yeah, I'm grateful. Grateful. You know, the only thing wrong with that button is it has the wrong faction symbol on it. <laughs> which one? The new one the- should have the right one. Really? There's yeah. a new one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's, well. there's a, so, so that, yeah, because uh, this is the second run has a, this is the, actually the symbol was designed. We didn't want to do any, any you know, uh, crazy copyright stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. the new one's designed with the actual Predacon logo, but it's it's designed by, um, um, uh, she's uh, she goes to, she designs the wooden buttons. Um, and she oh, Candace? Um, no, not Candace. No, 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 no. Uh, Okay, she's she's phenomenal talent, and she put a big yes across it. So we uh, <laughs> these are selling really well. Yeah, these they're they're a they're a hit. Apparently, the first one's a bit of a copyright infringement deal, and we had to put uh, we had to put a stop to that. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I just watched that video on your channel. I was like, you know, Steve was like, yeah, that's the wrong faction symbol on that thing. <laughs> what the new one? I've seen the, the new one. No, the old one. No, the old uh, one. It had the Decepticon or something. Oh on yeah, it, no, no. It's yeah. That was a that was a mistake. That was that, old. Uh, somehow it went. How did I not catch that? <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's been corrected. Yeah. It looks very cool now. Mm-hmm. So, can you give us the scoop on what's going on in your world uh, currently? And you know, are there any upcoming projects you're allowed to kind of talk about or reveal? Well, there was there's one project I cannot talk about, uh, but I was in the studio for it for the I was in the f- studio for the first time uh, two days ago. What's today? Thursday. Yesterday, I was in the studio for the first time <laughs> yeah. in, all, in two and a half years. Oh wow! And uh, it's a, you walk in, you smell that sort of dusty electronic smell. And you go, oh my god, I'm home. It's just <laughs> you know because uh, my studio smells like home. Uh, when you yep. go into the studio, you smell, oh, it smells like oh, this is. It's like if you're an actor and you do stage work, you walk into the theater and you smell that grease paint and that sweat and fear, and you go, oh, yeah, this is it. I love this. 
and it was just great to sort of interact with people on the other side of the glass. You know, uh, I really, really miss that. So last thing we were doing uh, before we all shut down is uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe and, uh, you know, Battle Cat. And, uh, and, and we were having a ball at the whole cast. We're still actually on a text thread. If somebody does something stupid or we'll text each other, I mean, Freddie Tatishore is on it, uh, Tom Candy. We're all, you know, um, we're all still on, on this. T- it's such a great cast. And uh, we had to go home after that and did the rest of it on, on the, you know, over Zoom and in our home studios. So, um, but there's, uh, yeah, Farzar is out there. That's a crazy, you know, way out like a w- wacky <laughs> adventure in space. Uh, not for the faint of heart. Uh, not a family show. Yeah, yeah, it's very Ren and Stimpy. Uh, yeah, very. The way it's it's it pushes every bound. It's further than Ren and Stimpy, man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It pushes every boundary, uh, and uh, that was fun for me to do a sort of a prime time, you know, comedy show. Work with Waco O'Gwen and Roger Black, and uh, so yeah, that's out there. If we're gonna, you know, the, I mean, still people talking about uh, you know Psychonauts too, and and uh, Honey Pepper Ball Bacon Four Crawlers back, and work with Jack Black on that one. And, and uh, the awesome. Ratchet and Clank thing is out. Um, James Arnold Taylor and I actually, speaking of Ratchet and Clank, uh, are finally doing a con together. I can't believe we've actually have not done one together as a duo. Hmm. Now I think we're it's in Pensacola, Florida, in February. So that'll be that'll be exciting. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, the that's con- if Florida survives. Yeah, I mean, man, there's a lot a, of things going on down in Florida oh right God. now at this moment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, I, I, what do you, you know, what do you say? I just, I have a lot of friends down there. I have a son, mm-hmm. you know, family that's actually down there. They went down to put new windows in their, uh, their, 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 their house down there. And I'm not sure if the house is, Still the windows standing. might be standing, but the, yeah. the house, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know what, so it's hard to say. So hopefully by the time, you know, that comes around in February, things will, uh, be a little better situation and if it's yeah. Yeah. out there. Everyone in Florida, stay safe and stay away from Cheetor. It's all Cheetor's fault. Oh, Cheetor. Ian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my finger. Oh, my finger, Ian. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's all- I think you do a better Gary Chalk than Gary Chalk does a yeah, Gary Chalk. <laughs> it's funny because over the course of the pandemic, it, uh, like, uh, we're all desperate to reach out to people. And, you know, we're seeing doing Zoom and FaceTime and talking to people we haven't talked to for a while because uh, no one knows, like, where what's where this thing is headed. So yeah. uh, the phone rings one day, and it's, it's like, early in the pandemic in 2020, and it's like, hey, David Kay. I go, Gary, how you doing? Man, that bad. All right, thanks, guys. Well, you know, I haven't talked to Gary. I've seen Gary for so long because I'm a Californian. Uh, I left He's in 2007. He's yeah. up in Canada. And it's like, uh, yeah, so him and I uh, actually... We talked more during the course of the past two years than we had in the in the uh, all the years I've been down here, uh, which is it's just great. Uh, Ian, I've seen Ian numerous times, and uh, he splits his time I think between here and uh, the desert and, and, and up there. I think. And uh, who else? Uh, yeah. It's been, so it's it really has been. in the first convention I'd done in a while, where the Canadian crew that I, I used to work with uh, were in Dallas. And it was like all home week, and man, we couldn't stop talking and laughing, and it was such a great, great thing to see everybody that I sort of started with and used to hang out with in Vancouver. Some great, great memories, and uh, yeah, it's like time had never had never ceased to exist. It was it was, it was fantastic. But uh, yeah, awesome. you know, we're all still friends. We all still hang when we can. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. All right, we're going to talk about acting for a moment, and obviously acting is the general term for the craft, but we all know that there are differences and different genres of acting, from voiceover to on-camera, whether that's film or television, there's stage acting. What is it about acting that you love the most after all these years of being an actor? Not having to be yourself all the time is number one. <laughs> oh, I don't have to be me? Oh, good. Thank God. Well, you know, the the the, the whole idea of uh, you know people, it's acting is the thing they, they call it. Um, I, I, use, I tend to call it just being. I, I keep telling people, you know, when you step in behind a, mi- a microphone, it has to be every character you you create and you're doing, whether it's either on camera, uh, on stage, or behind the microphone, especially because all the nuances the mic picks up. It has to be truthful. It has to be part of you. It has to be honest. It has to, the character has to live and breathe and have a heartbeat and laugh and smile and cry. Um, you have to bring all that to the character. To uh, that's what to me differentiates someone who's a professional and someone who's you know trying to get you know to that to that point is the truth in it all whether you're reading a narrative piece whether it's a trailer whether it's a you know a character or that's long form it, it look i spent many years trying to figure out who the hell i am and it's one thing about acting teaches you it's you start to figure out who you are and yep. for the most of our lives and including me and everyone else we wear masks every day we go around and we think we know what we, who we are and we put on this facade and this face and this mask and and we get home and our pajamas are on and we're watching it. We're ourselves. So my whole thing is to tell people, look, you got to be yourself. It doesn't, you got to be who you are. And, and, and especially the mic's going to pick that up because the, the mic calls bullshit. Uh, and it's easy. You, we've all heard commercials and, and, and spots and, and, you know, it's shows and characters. We go, I don't believe that. It just sounds like they're reading it. Yeah. For the most part, some, it's hard to get to that point. So. My little, you know, thing on, on acting is what I love about it is it teaches you about yourself and who the hell you are. And to yep. be able to figure that out, you got to, man, you got to travel. I think what, 14, 15% of Americans, we, tr- we, we travel and everybody in Australia, they're traveling like you can be in the middle of the Gobi Desert in the middle of nowhere. And the first person you come across is, can I, mate? What's on? You go, oh, Australia. Yeah. Because they're, they're from a freaking island yeah. and they got to go. <laughs> you got to go somewhere. You know, yeah. you, know you go nuts. But um, it's travel and read as much as you can, and 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 and, and empathy is a big thing because you gotta if you're gonna be playing a character or doing something, you have to empathize with their situation. You have to know mm-hmm. how, that, how that feels, right? And it's got to be freaking truthful. So it's a game. It's a fun game to play to see if you can get to if if if, if the character you're doing is is it comes across as real and believable. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So following that up and, and kind of focusing on the, the voice acting from, from animation to, to video games to narration, you know, with all the different types, what is your favorite type of voice acting to do? Well, I mean, I love, you know, I, look, I, I, everyone loves animation, cartoons. I mean, God, yep. we all grew up with cartoons. Yep. My favorite thing to do and what I always wanted to do it was, uh, was trailers. Now, it's a very difficult business to get into and to, to, st- to sustain you know, a, a career in trailers. One of my mentors, Don LaFontaine and Donna became good friends before he passed away. And he's the guy who invented in a world, you know, mm-hmm. there's something <sighs> there in trailer. There is a right way and there's a wrong way to, to do it. And uh, I always tell people there's uh when you're thinking of doing narration for movie trailer, you know, okay, sell me the, sell me the movie, but don't sell me the movie. 
give me everything, but give me nothing. It's like this tightrope you walk in the reed. And I always just love the game of trying to find something, trying to, you know, uh, out of that. And it was, it took many years of scratching. I'm still scratching. It's been how many freaking 13, 15 or whatever it is, 12, 13, 14 years. And uh, I get hired more often than, than not these days. But in the mm-hmm. beginning, you're like, what am I got to do? <laughs> and it was one day. I'd had, you know, jobs here and there and it was going along pretty good. And I finally was sort of, uh, it was a frustrating day. And I had this thing come across for Richard Jewell, the Clint Eastwood, the Mel Paso Productions film. And I just, I said, geez, man, I, not, I have no idea what to do. And I sort of stepped, stepped up to the mic and was says, Richard Jewell, right at feature 13 in theaters Friday. You know, I, I just, I did that. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm sending it. I don't know. <laughs> and it didn't do anything. And then I get a call back. Hey, they love you for the, uh, for the, I go, what? He's yeah, they, lo- they want to put you on another movie with uh, Stones. I go, Holy crap. So I didn't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, and therein life sort of found me because in trailers, I do these, I do uh, this summer, I do this sort of this Christmas. I can do an old man, like a storyteller. I can sort of put on a thing. I've done English and I've done different things. I did, uh, what was it? Uh, Coda uh, on the Academy Award, Coda in theaters Friday, just a younger version of me. And, and so I realized that if I just do nothing and just be me, then it works. Uh, I'll go. That's me. Cause yeah, cause I've tried all my life and trying to figure out well, who am I? What is my read? What is the David K read? And that three little words in theaters Friday, you know, whatever I go. Oh, well, that's me. Okay. So that's, so I could finally hang my hat on something. Cause I was always doing characters. So it was just trailers has always, it's been a thing for me. And I've, ever since I was a kid and went to the movies, in my hometown and saw the legend of boggy creek uh, it was like a, a halloween thing and my, my 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 friend went to we were very young i'm at 12 13 i don't know and i heard the voice coming this summer so if the, you know the reads were different back then mm-hmm. and um and i thought oh I, I i never forgot that i never forgot that voice and i always thought all along when i got into radio and i i thought i want to do that how do you do that i want to how do i get into that and, uh, it's just, so for me, when I do a trailer and I listen to it back, I get goosebumps. Cause I think that's, that's a dream come true. That's like, oh my God. Uh, so that's one of my favorite things to do out of all of it, but Hey, it's all good, man. It's all, it's all mm-hmm. good. It's very awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as I know, to this point, because of the delays and everything else and all that's going on within Hasbro, I don't think there have been any trailers yet or any anything for Rise of the Beasts. Mm. Can you imagine if they got you to do the voiceover for the Transformers Rise of the Beasts well, trailers? I would, love, I would love that. Now, here's, here's another thing. Um, I, was, I did the Eternals as Arishem, mm-hmm. and um, I did... And I, I, they booked me the UK. I do some, a bunch of trailers in the UK as well. They have American voices they hire over there. And, um, and I did the trailer for the Eternals, you know, it was Eternals available now on, you know, yeah. on HTML. And, and, and it was kind of cool that I was in the movie and I did the trailers for that. So that would be kind of cool to be that. And, and at this point, it might be the only way I'll ever get any, get close to any of this, uh, this, this fancy schmancy film work. <laughs> on, uh, to do with Beast Wars or Transformers, they, uh, they, um, Dave Kay's not on their radar, and uh, as much as I'd, I'd love to, but it's look, it's their, it's their deal, man, um, and uh, you know, it's nothing to do with me. So. I mean, still, that that would be amazing. It, it's awesome. just like when you hear Don's voice on any classic trailer that Don yeah. ever did. It's the yeah. same thing. Like if you, like. Steve and I both to him a little bit more than me because he does a a 
facsimile of Megatron. He's probably the best one that does it, but <laughs> I try. Go ahead. Don't try. Do. Yes. Well, welcome to all things Transformers. Yes. That's not bad. <laughs> Get now. I hear yeah. the Sean Connery in there. I hear the. Yeah. I hear the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were made of sterner stuff. <laughs> oh wow, you're, you're... <laughs> No, Mike Mike has fun throwing me under the bus when we record the uh the Beast Wars uh comic. Like the uh the reading the through the dialogue of it because oh, yeah, I yeah, can yeah. do I can do like the Dinobot and Tarantulas and <laughs> Yeah, that's you can uh, essentially, those you can are all of those characters, fun. yeah. Those are so much fun. I do like I'm the same way. When I read comic books, I have to put the voice in my head, or I have to say, "Oh yeah, it out loud. I can never." Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It makes it so much better. Yeah. yeah, and 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 my point in saying that is, it would be really really cool if, again, like I mentioned with the Don LaFontaine stuff, if oh my god, it was the voice of Beast Wars Megatron and TFA. If it would like, oh wow, he's doing the trailer for a Transformers movie. That would be great. Yeah, Paramount, if you're listening, hire the man. <laughs> yes. It's, All right. I was talking. I did. Right. I just quickly before we go into the next. Uh, uh-huh. I was just talking to another. I was doing another show the other day, and and I said, you know, it is. You know, Hollywood is this thing, and if you're doing your own movie, you have your own people, and and it's your your vision. It's in your whatever. The fact that I get to inhabit these characters for five minutes is outstanding, it, it, to say the least. But it's always great, uh, and as Transformers fans, we all know it's always great when the powers that be listen to the fandom. Oh yeah, and listen and, and and sort of listen to what the fans would like because it's always such a, a rush. The people who don't know go, oh yeah, it was a great movie. You know, they really, but the the fans are what keep the franchise alive, and they know this the backstory, and they they they're a very uh, hip and they're very well aware of every character involved in their place in the universe. And you gotta listen to the fans, man. Uh, the uh, or or just like, get an idea of what what's going on in the fandom. It's great to do your project and do a thing, but there's that you can glean certain things from, from the fandom. That's uh that would just, you know, pop the movie or pop the project. Cause it's, it's uh you know, little, little Easter eggs or fun little things. Cause uh, people dig that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. All right, sir. You are, as the next section says, you are now the master of the beasts because you are now a part of two of the biggest franchises ever in Transformers with Beast Wars Megatron, TFA Optimus, and more, as well as now being the voice of Cringer slash Battlecat in the new CGI He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. What's it like now being a part of two of these long-running franchises? It was, I was, I remember when I was living in Canada and living in Vancouver, of course, that's where things started with G.I. Joe and stuff, but I remember the, uh, the, uh, Mike, Michael Donovan and some of the other people I knew and, and uh, Scotty McNeil, uh, Gary, I think, uh, they did uh, uh, He-Man up there. I can't remember, was it DK Animation, DIC, or who who was up there? I think New Adventures, I think, was Deke. I don't remember. Must have been, because we always, yeah. D- always stood for done in Canada. I was, uh, I was <laughs> But I remember, oh, man, I wanted to, oh, it'd be so, I kind of, I kind of arrived too late on the scene to kind of get involved with that. 
Um, who knows if I'd ever, you know, got a part on it, but I always was disappointed as it was a series that I remember when I was a young kid, I had, you know, we all had some, some toys laying around and I didn't have a, a ton of those toys. I was into goofy stuff like Tex Avery and Bugs Bunny. And I was in a, you know, uh, a bit of GI Joe had a couple of the characters and a couple of the Amigo dolls. I remember, but I did have, you know, a He-Man I did. I remember my friend of mine was into it. And uh, I always thought it'd be kind of cool one day to be in He-Man. And then, of course, it came out. And then, oh, I didn't. It came out again. And I wasn't able to to, to read for it. And then, all of a sudden, there's two series. And I read for both of them. Um, I know I got close on something with the other one. But the one I really wanted was the one I got, which which uh, Battle Cat. That's awesome. I know that it was, wasn't was what the original was. It was kind of a goofy, uh, you know, uh, a, a voice, and, and they played it a little differently. And I thought, here's an opportunity for me to use. One of my favorite actors in the Game of Thrones series is Liam. Liam, what's his name? The, the, he was the, uh, you know, the, the, who was the, the king, uh, the Red I the red have witch. no idea. Yeah. Anyway, people who have seen it might know who. But he was kind of a protector of the of one of the kings. And then Liam Neeson has always been a favorite actor of mine. I've always, I've voice doubled him a few times. I saw this Irish American, sort of a hero, you know, this, and then this other Liam on Game of Thrones and has this sort of English part. And I sort of, I wanted to be a protector of Adam. I wanted to have this thing, this fatherly figure and to be, to watch out for him. And I just thought it was a perfect opportunity to kind of bring that out. And it seemed to fit. And we did a sort of demo cartoon and then, uh, yeah, they, they cast me in that role and, and it was just uh, such a thrill because, you know, you know, he's iconic. Before Steve asks you the next couple of questions, I have said since that CGI series has come out, it is today what filmation was for us as kids in the eighties. It is the new, the next new, like anyone who has kids today should be showing their children this CGI He-Man thing to build them up. Just like how our parents, my parents in the eighties showed me the filmation He-Man. And I grew up on that because it is the next best thing for kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like I don't, I'll, I'll say this here, here and now that, there's not many things that I have done of all these look on IMDb stuff. And I, even I'm like, I, I didn't do that. I did that when I, you know, I, I can't remember it. Like, but but I, I rarely have, have seen uh, anything all the way through. I think I've seen like a three or four or beast wars all the way through. If that maybe I didn't TF animated, maybe I've seen a, you know, a few and if that, and I, I sat down and I said, okay, this came out because we're still in pandemic mode, uh, you know, pretty much. And then when this, then this dropped, I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'll just binge watch this. Everything else is depressing. Uh, and so I, um, I I cranked it up and five episodes in, I'm thinking, I'm still watching this. I'm really, and I, I, I forgot about, this is a cool, cool thing is when you're in it, you could listen to your, you're paying attention to what you did. And for the most part, I hate everything I do. So, but I, <laughs> I, 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 st- I stopped listening to me and I just was into the story and I went, oh, hey, that's kind of cool. Um, I was into it and I, I thought it was, it's great. I still have to go back and finish it, but I really, really, uh, was enjoying it. And, uh, and of course the season three has just recently dropped and, um, you know, I can't wait to get there. Don't tell me no spoilers because I can't remember. It it was really good. (laughs) It was good. Good. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I liked it. I liked it as well. The style, Brian Q. Miller, if you're listening, awesome. Everybody. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So 
how do you separate your character voices from talking as Beast Wars Megatron to, say, talking as Cringer Battle Cat? Uh, it's all music. It's all uh, doing music on a scale. Um, it's all all jazz. It it, it come, uh, It's all um, it's like rock and roll. It's it's di- it's all different parts of. To me, it's like kind of music, but there's different. It's voice placement. Megatron's very. Very, you know, in the chest and in the throat here, in the ch- and and Cringer's more of a fatherly figure, a little softer, but powerful. And uh, you know, Sashomaru so is kind of back in, you know, whatever he is, and then Clank is more like a robot. It, it, I, I, it's kind of like I envision sort of the voice in different parts of my, uh, you know, from the mouth all the way down to the diaphragm and where it's coming from. It sort of all comes from a different spot, mm-hmm. and uh, it is all music. I, Clank is very, he's a personality, but he's robotic. We want you to care about him, so we give him sort of a personality. Ratchet, I miss you. You know, um, we want people to care about him. Um, and, and Megatron's very Shakespearean. Um, uh, Battlecat, uh, Cringer is the protector. There's, so there's certain words that I say and hear, and I kind of know where I want to place the voice. Um, and, uh, you know, other characters, much the same. Uh, TF animated Optimus is, uh, pretty much me, uh, basically just a you know, a little more swagger, you know, who's with me. We got to stop. I just, you know, whatever that was, it took a four or five episodes to, f- to f- sort of feel comfortable with that character. But again, it's more like me. So gee whiz, uh, being uncomfortable with being who you are is one of the, <laughs> the bane of our existence. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, be comfortable who you are, because that's that's what you want to be. That's what you got to figure out. Not uh, that I'm going to yeah. do this, but I really want to subtitle this interview title now. He is uncomfortable in his own voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's but but up until up until probably about five years ago, I was like, well, who what I you know, and it was trailers that got me out of that. Just don't do anything. Be you. And it's just freeing. Once you, you, you if, any, if you're like 18, stop caring what people think. Put the social media as a pain in the ass. It's, it's yep. just be yourself. And, and that's where the, that's where the magic is. And, uh, we're trying to be other people or be this. One of the greatest lessons I, I, I learned was from a listener once. I was, you know, 17, I think 17 or 18. I was working on, on, the, on the air overnights on the radio station, uh, in my hometown. And, uh, I was in the Letterman at that time, and I loved Letterman. And I, was, I used to do his bits on the air because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm 17. I thought, so, so what? I'll do Letterman bit. And I did, I did some kind of top 10 thing or whatever it was. And then some listener called, uh, and it was like, hey, you know, it's a KPT. You're on the air. Stop doing Letterman. And he hangs up. And I was like, I was scarred. You know, I was like, well, why did he say that for? But he's right. Whoever that was changed my trajectory of my career because stop trying to be other people and figure out who you are and uh, everything. All these characters are an element of what we're made of and our experiences and our, you know, so, so yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I ramble. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I've discovered that just doing voices on my own, uh, started out emulating and then, uh, I ended up inadvertently creating one that now i'm i'm doing so like your own voice is fantastic you could be like the star of like rick and morty like you don't need to do anything it sounds like oh this guy could be on rick and morty this is this is hilarious you don't need to do anything you know what i mean it's brilliant yeah 
So uh, yeah. that's what I, I love about it. People spend all this time going, well, how do I do this? And how do I just, just be yourself? Just be genuine. <laughs> genuine. And yes, have fun truthful. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of times that I, I'm 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 no voice actor. Steve is the is the is the voice actor amongst the two of us. But like, there are times where I've tried to like turn it and go deep and go, but I'm like holding my throat as I'm doing this. Like, yeah. So I you're, can't what, do it. I'm not. What you're doing is uh, I have an old acting teacher. So you're acting. You're yes. Acting. Stop acting. You know. And I go. What? <laughs> I never figured that out. I go. Oh, like you're. Oh, I see. You're forcing. Mm-hmm. It. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, do you have any particular way that you you kind of sort them up in your head uh, so you can call them up up much easier? No, it's only uh, like if if you know we're coming back to do a show we haven't done in a while, they'll have ref reference, obviously audio ref. But it's uh, more like a I don't know. It's kind of, I kind of place it. I, 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 I if I remember the laugh or a particular phrase when I'm at a convention and I have to do Megatron against you know how many years has gone by, I always always do the phrase like. Oh, Commander Rattrap, what a pleasant surprise. She'll have, and I kind of get into it. She'll have, you not, no, side guns. Ah, uh, you know, this whole Alpha and Omega. And I start, I just sort of find it there uh, from certain things and phrases I remember. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, that's how I, I, I sort of find it. I have I, I little keywords or phrases or a laugh or something that kind of gets me Right, right back into it. Awesome. Very cool. So do you have, kind of switching gears to, to narration uh, on commercials, do you have a, a favorite ad that you've done narration for? Yeah, well, recently I did work for uh, Fox Sports for the uh, for the baseball game in, in Iowa, uh, Field of Dreams, and it was the opening for Field of Dreams, and they did a, a whole... These guys and girls for Fox Sports write... Um, the writing is freaking amazing. I've worked for them it a is, few times. Yeah. I've also yeah. worked for CBS Sports and done stuff for... Um, for soccer for the opening uh of certain matches um uh and uh it's a bit of a character read it's it's, it's uh the writing number one is is amazing you can really dig into it and i remember doing one uh job for cbs and 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 i kind of felt like uh, it kind of called for it was in rome and the sweeping vistas and the, and the coming over the coliseum and it just called for something uh british and something more along the lines of a russell crowe type mm-hmm. um so the thing and I sort of started in here and I, you know, and the, and I just kind of found that through reading, reading through it. And when I it came across the, the computer and I, I was reading for, for the project and I just felt, I just sort of kind of dropped in because the writing is so good. 
um, for the field of dreams, it took a bit. I, I was really worked on that one because I knew it had to be truthful because they were looking for, I'd seen the movie was it's still to this day, one of my favorite films of all time is field of dreams. And just because that the message about, you know, about it. And, uh, mm-hmm. I know all I could think of was, is that house in the middle of a very, you know, a big cornfield, nobody around. Mm-hmm. And it's a big, there's a big porch and there's, there's an, there's an older guy sitting in these looking out, you know, after a hard day, he's, he's, he's worked the land for many years. And I thought, okay, there's the guy. And he's talking about, uh, he's talking to maybe his grandson or, uh, about, about baseball, about what it meant to him. And, and I sort of had that vision and I went in with that and I started to find the truth in it. And I would do it a couple of times. And, ah, it just doesn't sound, it's not there yet. Not there. And, um, and I would start to add breaths and nuance, just like we talk as human beings. We sit on a, when people start to do voiceover and commercial work, there is a, certainly a time limit. Uh, you have 30 or 60 seconds. Uh, these, thank goodness, there's not a, a lot of big time limit. They kind of leave it open. And that means you can be a human being and breathe and have, have thoughts between a sentence, you know? <laughs> it's uh, So when you say something like, um, I don't know. There was a time in my life I thought, you know, you just sort of take a moment. It's, you can you can live your life uh, for a second and and not worry about time constraints, and and that just just that it just came across. Uh, it seemed to work. I don't know. Uh, the words are great, and I was when I listened back to it. It's one of the few things I go. Well, that kind of oh man, I got goosebumps because you see the visuals, you see a bit of the you know the mm-hmm. movie movie that I loved, and then. You know, it's such a story in baseball, such a story part of, of Americana. You kind of feel like, uh, you know, you're contributing to the story of baseball. And as a uh, an expat, you know, an ex-Canadian um, uh, in my home country, the, when they asked me one year to do game seven of the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, the opening, uh, much the same type of narration. But, you know, all those slow motion shots and the great mm-hmm. goals that were scored. Yep. All the stuff. And I could just, I just uh, found this voice and this storyteller and, I, and it t- took me back to a time as a kid and, and somebody, maybe see an uncle or an older, uh, an, an elder telling a story about uh, the great game of hockey. And then when they played it in my, this is, you know, I'd, I'd been out of Canada for quite a while. And when they played it, my mother called me and said, now, for those of you who don't know, Ron McLean is a, uh, uh, he's worked for the, the CBC and Hockey Night in Canada. And Ron was, is, is sort of one of those personalities that everyone in, in Canada knows who Ron McLean is. He's the guy that opens Hockey Night in Canada. He's the voice of reason. He's he's the face and voice of of, of hockey in in uh, in Canada. And and my mother called me and said, "Hey, I, we were just watching. It just sounded so good." I said, "Ron McLean said your name." I go, "What?" I don't know. Ron McLean doesn't know who I am. He goes, "No, we heard your father and I. He uh, he said, come in, Lynn, come in here.'" He said, you said David's name. And, and he, I go, no, he didn't. You know, you think your parents are telling the story, but <laughs> I don't, what the hell would he say my name for? Who, who even know? Anyway, so I get a copy of it and the guy said, oh yeah, he said, Ron McLean, so he sent me the copy of it. And I played the thing and the game seven, game seven, Stanley Cup, you know, was this whole thing. And then it ends and the music and everything else. And then they come out and there's uh, Ron McLean says, the voice of uh, David Kay. And I go, holy shit. <laughs> as an ex-Canadian, you know, as, as well as as I'm dual citizen, but as a former yeah. Canadian citizen, I'm like I, I thought, my God, they 
they like what I did. My own country recognized me. That was what it. I That's had to, awesome. I had to leave my country to get recognized by my country. <laughs> That's <laughs> go, crazy. Holy crap. Uh, and so in Canada, you know, it, 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 hockey is it's 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 religion, uh, as we oh, know, yeah. like like baseball is is here. And so to be able to narrate the national sports of uh, these two uh, great nations is a thrill. And to, to give it, you know, depth and, and, and nuance and, and really tell a story was uh, I, I, I love that. I, I just uh, those are really important milestones for me. It was those those two events. So there you go. Very, very cool. So you've been putting these these ad run throughs on your YouTube channel. And is this to be kind of like teachable moment, like a behind the scenes to kind of show other people how it's done? I guess I look, I'm going to I enjoy them. I'm, I'm yeah, just no, thank you. And a lot of people do it. It's, it's, it's neat. I never know. I, I think I, I always think, well, no one's going to, no one cares, you know, what I, what I do. But, um, in my publicist says, stop it. She says, stop that. This is what, this is what you do. This is what, you know, bring joy to people bring. And because I, I don't really quite think about it, but I started doing these things because I wanted people to sort of know how it came together and, and, and what it looks like, uh, because mm-hmm. it's quite from, for a lot of people, it's, it's kind of a mystery, you know, and, and I, I kind of like the idea of it not of being a mystery. Yeah. Um, but, uh, at the same time, it's, they are teachable moments because you realize that it's, it, you know, a lot of people would love to get into voiceover and, and God bless him, you know, go, go for it, go and do it. Uh, but just the, the nuance in this, there's, there's a, there's a certain, uh, a skill that it took me, I don't know, 30 years plus, uh, to try and figure out just to get to the point where I'm getting asked to read for that stuff. Um, and, uh, I don't know, maybe somebody gets something out of it. Um, it, it's, it's about, it's about truth. And so it's a behind the scenes look at what I do. And if it brings people joy, that's great. My my relationship with social media is is a is a fractured one. I I have a publicist, publicist, and she's wonderful, Michelle. She's phenomenal, and 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 she helps me. <laughs> Let me help you. Help me help you. I said, can you do can you do this? Because I I always either I go on, I get depressed, and then I don't want to do it anymore. And then I got it. Then I got to do it. Rob Paulson and I had this conversation back, and we're when was it? Back we're doing uh, Transformers animated. Is that okay? Can I, it always or it was Ben Ten or something. Omniverse. Can I believe we're getting paid for this? I mean, I don't. I don't I, 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 it's unbelievable. Like we're having fun, and, and they're going to give us money. Are you kidding me? I mean, because I never think about that. I never think about I'm actually getting paid. I go in there and go, oh right, <laughs> right. There's a paycheck after that. I forgot because you're in there making goofy voices. Can you believe this? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. boy, if we fooled, we fooled somebody. They're going to find out. Uh, but it, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, uh, it's just such an honor to do. Um, I, it, it's a social media thing for me. And, and Rob said to me, and my point was, Rob said, this whole social media thing when it's getting going, he said, it's like a, it's like a job, a se- second job. And I, I, I know. Mm-hmm. And it, it is. It's like a, and some people are so good at it, so great yeah. at it. And I'm like, oh, man. My day is done. I'm like, I want to binge watch something or I want yep. to yep. watch. I'm like, ah. and look, it's important. You guys important for you guys. Cause it's on the, you know, we're, we're, this is what we're, we're doing, but, uh, the, the, this is the great thing about it. The thing I don't like about it is, is how it can make you feel. Now, if I'm a 50 some odd year old, uh, you know, male and I look at something and it makes me feel like shit. I can't imagine if it's a 13 year old who has no life 
lessons and doesn't have a point of reference, I mm-hmm. go, oh, I can see how that can really, you know, F somebody up. Yeah. Um, that's my issue with that. That's where I kind of go, you know, uh, Roger Craig Smith and I have these like these existential conversations about about this and about uh, we wonder without it, would the nation be a little, you know, less fractured, a little less, uh, you know, torn apart. And I and I kind of I kind of wonder, hmm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe so. So it, it, like the Internet and like the yin, the yang, there's always with the, you know, with the good, the bad, there's, it's good versus evil. It's the same stuff. Um, and uh, so as long as you use it for good, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is yep. my take on it, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, came, no, I agree. I came from uh, the generation that didn't have it. We didn't have it. Neither did. Uh, yeah, I'm, I was born in 80. I mean, I'm not as, as, as you know, I'm a little younger, but like. I was born in eighty. Steve was born in eighty six. So we yeah. didn't grow up having it either. No, we were we were still the generation before, like when dial up was fresh. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I remember those, that. Those stupid oh. AOL chimes. Oh God! <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like an MRI machine. That's what yeah, I know. I, it's I, I, such I, a scan. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather hear uh, Mimi Driver strangling a cat in Goldeneye. <laughs> there you go. All you need for an audience. I'm strangling the cat. Strangling a cat. That is Irina, my mistress. Very talented girl. Irina! Take a hike! Yeah, there's a point of reference uh, uh, <laughs> that nobody but the three of us are going to get because right. that movie's almost thirty years old. Yeah, but they'll dig it out again. Yeah, they'll dig oh, it yeah. out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, so so we, that's where we're coming from. Uh, but yeah, kids now, it's like it's a piece of furniture. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it's you know, look, you know, it is what it is. And we're here. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, your phone, your computer, your tablet—they're all your armchairs now. Yep. That's right. So I am, well, I'm, I'm originally from Massachusetts, so I, I have a love affair with sports because if you're from Massachusetts, sports is kind of a big thing. Oh, yeah. Love it. And I loved it before Brady was there, and I loved it after he was gone. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really, it isn't about one person, it's about the team. So your sports... Yeah. Uh, stuff that you've done, and the specific one that I remember is the Nationals versus the Astros. Oh How God, yeah! Did you come up with the cadence for that ad? For how did you change your voice to do that? Yeah, which one was that? Now that's I remember that. I love that one because there's another one, World that, Series. Yeah, yeah, it was it was World oh. Series. It was Game Seven, I think. Game, or, yeah, yeah, it was a um, that was a huge. What a series that was! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that was amazing. Because uh, I'm just, I'm just yeah. sort of looking it up here for a second just to remember mm-hmm. the because it was one of those things again about how important the writing is. Yeah. Oh yeah. And how uh, and I don't know if they realize how good they are. Like I think they do and i'm sure they do yeah but i really don't know if they realize how bloody good they are writing that i'm just looking for uh, i don't know where they would uh if my if marcus my my uh my web guys put it it's, it's somewhere around here if you can find it the original one that was houston yeah game seven man uh damn where was it? Because I really love that. I, I'd love to hear that again. Game three, World Series. 
Can you remember the last time the World Series was played in D.C.? You can't, can you? Well, new history is being written. Just not with a quill and ink. What a start for the Nationals. The nation's capital is now at the center of the baseball universe. In a city where monuments define our nation, these players look to leave their mark for future generations. Nationals up two games to nothing. In their path, a group eager to take it back. There it goes. Goodbye. But here they stand, closing in on history in a city that defines it. It's game three of the World Series. That was a hell of a series. It also helps. Look, if if you're not into baseball, if you're not into sports, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to see it and they want you for the job. You bloody will have to sound like you. This is your life. You know, yeah. uh, so that's where the acting comes in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you have to, that's where you have to be somebody else and make it truthful. That's, that's the fun of it. Uh, and I can't find, if you guys can find it, great. I, I, it's, it's buried somewhere. Uh, Marcus put it in the, I don't know where it's gone. But yeah, the cadence, because I want to hear what you meant by the cadence. And, uh, well, it's, it's like you've changed your voice to be something like, it's not, in a world, but it, it's yeah. similar to that, and it's like, oh my god, brings you when you hear a voice or when you hear something like that. I, my idea is is when I'm reading it is to try and much like what Don said uh, to to us um, and to me is when when I when you hear in a world, you want to be taken out of your world and put into this one because maybe your life is shitty and you don't want to think about that right now. You want to be in a dark room taken away from yourself and into some other world and that's exactly where that phrase came from in a world okay lights are down you don't want somebody going in a world you know, that's gonna oh my god it's now you're <laughs> yeah. out of it yeah. um you know uh, a story about him okay a story you're you're like you, it's sucking you in you know and that's what i'm trying to do with these these things i'm trying to honor the words number one because it's so bloody brilliant but um yeah the ri- yeah the writing on that one was just great uh, let's see. What was it? it was it was a uh, Houston game three? Yeah, game three or four? I think uh, Houston uh, versus uh, who was it? Houston it was, versus it was Houston versus the Nationals because it was all it was all about the history. It was about yeah. the you know history will be made. All right, uh, opening. Uh, I don't know. Gosh, that was a uh, was a long time seven. ago. 2019. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, long time ago. It seems like such a... <laughs> 2019. Remember, that was like way back in the day. I remember 2020, I was at a big new world. What was it? A, a, a New Year's Eve party. And we're all screaming, 2020 is going to be awesome. It's going to be the best year ever. Woo! <laughs> uh-huh. Little did we all know. Yeah. Little did we know. <laughs> That's it. That's the kid. How did you do that? It is said home is where the heart is. Yet in this World Series, home is where the heartbreak is. In an unprecedented twist, the home team has been humbled in all six games. 
in a best of seven championship series. That's never happened in any sport. Which brings us here to an improbable one-shot winner-take-all. The Nationals on the verge of bringing a World Series title home to our nation's capital for the first time in 95 years start their ace in the Lone Star State. The Astros, dominating in D.C., hammered three times in Houston, still stand ever so close to an astonishing second trophy and a spray of champagne. Is Washington king of the road? Will the Astros rock it in their raucous home sweet home? Tonight, the two greatest words in baseball, Game 7. What a fall classic, the World Series on Fox. I don't, I don't know. It's sort of like, um, <laughs> I'm not sure where uh, it can it comes from. It's a, it's a place. I'm looking at the, like one of the highlights and it brings you yeah. back to that. That was a hell of a series. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and just the way that you had voiced that, it was just, again, going to what you're saying about them writing it. But we, as the people, whether we're just watching the ad, not your behind the scenes stuff, but the ad, the, the final product, we hear that and we think, okay, yes, somebody wrote that, but that's David Flipping K voicing <laughs> that, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, where you know, part of that is like, you know, and history will be written, but it's not going to be written with a quill and ink, huh. and you know, it, yeah, 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 and I'm like. How did he come up with that part of his voice to do? So it, it's uh, it's sort of it's uh, and you got to get you're kind of and this is a very intimate thing. So what mm-hmm. I'm going to talk say a word the word is intimacy. So it's between you and I, and I'm sucking you in, and it's this is the t- storytelling, and it's uh, it sort of comes in here. And if I texture the voice and put it down in the throat, it becomes a different person. It becomes somebody who's I'm telling a story to you. And yeah. you don't, the voice doesn't need to be, you know, um, every, every, um, uh, syllable and constant doesn't need to be, it's, it's, it's a real person. It's not like an yeah. announcer. Yeah. So, if, uh, you know, history won't be written with a, with a quill and ink. It, it's, it's sort of a, I know there's this quality, this is softness in this, yeah. this texture. It's, it's um, the gravel that Christian Bale should have had as Batman. Yeah, this is a gravel. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, man, I, it's hard to say where these things come from. Honestly, when people say, "Well, how do you prepare? How do you this and all that?" I say, you know what, man? Sometimes they open the, open the mic and hope something comes out and hope it sounds good. Like the best thing for me when I get a script is I don't even I don't even read through it. There's all these things. That, oh, you should read and mark the thing and read it down from time, blah, 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 blah. And look, if that works for you, fantastic. For me, I comes in. I don't even I don't even I don't even know what the direction is. All I just start reading it and I might mm-hmm. find something. And then after I finish it, I go back and read the direction. Oh, well, that was completely wrong. Or, oh, I kind of felt, you know, the words sometimes they dictate what the what the uh, feel should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, with these sports things, and like anything, it's it has to come from from truth. It can't sound like you're reading. It's got to really sound, um, you know, it's from the heart. That's the yeah. only thing I can say. Mm-hmm. I'll say that yeah. forever and ever and ever. It's got to come from your heart, man. It's got to. It's just got to be truthful. Truth. There was a. a, a who was it? Uh, Bob Odenkirk yeah, talking to him. Uh, is it, it was a 
a snippet I saw on uh, somewhere of Bob Odenkirk. They asked him a question about, you know, acting, how, how is war, you know, importance and all this sort of stuff. And how you, how do you, how do you this and how do you that? He's, you know what? Make, he said, make acting, make it like second or the third thing, you know, in your life. Make living your life number one. Make that the priority. You know, mm-hmm. acting maybe two, three, four, even make, but make, make your life the priority. And as a voice, actor or voice uh, you know performer whatever it, i think it's really important for people to hear because uh some people think don't think they're enough and they don't think they're worthy and i said you know everyone has his their own journey their own life and you got to live your life because that's what interprets how you interpret a piece of copy or something you're reading it's your life experience yeah. So without that, you know, I remember, man, early in my career, I was doing some on-camera stuff when I was living in Vancouver. Did you know, a couple X Files episodes and different series up there. It's kind of cool, and I liked it. But I was always the guy who was they couldn't find on set. Where's David K? Has anybody seen David K? I, I'd be hanging with the audio guys and the DOP yep. and behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I thought that was really interesting, and I I got kind of like, oh, I got to learn lines. Ah, oh, shit. Um, yeah. So I was like, uh, like I loved it, and I think it was kind of cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I it just it, it's it, it it wasn't me. I don't. What, the, what was the point I'm trying to make? Point you're trying to make is acting isn't the overall. No, everybody. Yes, everybody thought it was. Oh my God, it's the most important thing we're doing. And it, oh, you can't mm. be late. Oh, you can't this. You oh, but this. And it is it important. There's a lot of money riding on this project. No, hey, absolutely. But, but it's you know, not. It seemed the like everything. a lot of people. No, a lot of people, a lot of actors, and I said th- figured it was the world revolved around them, and this is the only thing, and this is the most important thing in the world right now. You know, I thought, well, it's more important for me that, you know, that uh, a fireman saves someone's life or, a, you know, a cop is helping somebody out or somebody's, you know, doing something good for somebody or helping them do their math homework. I mean, that to me is like, well, that's lie. That's good. That's stuff right there. That's real stuff. What we're doing is make believe, you know, we're trying to make a project that uh, that those people can watch to take them out of their their lives and make it truthful. But it wasn't like brain surgery or saving someone's life. Where it, some people treated it like it was, it, it was the most important thing in the world. And it was like, come on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but the so. thing is, to, to kind of counterpoint that really quickly, the thing is, and trust me, I know I went through brain surgery in 2019. Oh, yeah. You are a person who has contributed to all of our lives in some point or another, whether it was your radio days, whether it was your live actions, like literally Christmas of 2019, right before everything started happening, I got a package from VEI Entertainment. It was the complete series DVD set of Viper from 1994 <laughs> and I'm watching through this show because I, I remember this show. I love the show because it was like, oh my God, Night Rider's over. Fine. No more David Asloff. Fine. Oh, hey, here's Viper, this transforming car. And all of a sudden I'm like halfway through the series and I see an episode. I'm like, what the hell is David K doing in there playing a villain? What's going on with them? you? You you, and your character's <laughs> wife were like these these evil televangelists or something. I don't even remember yeah. what it was, but I'm like, yeah, Oh my God, white. David K has brown hair. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, a- <laughs> you, but you're a person just like everybody else in our lives that has, yeah. like you're saying about the entertainment, the escapism, you have helped us escape for 30, 40, however long you've been doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's surreal. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No, I, I, I agree. And, it, and that's, that's our job. That's what, uh, and, and, and I'll add to that saying well, one of these Transformers conventions we were at, and uh, we were, I think it was uh, Bumper and, and Tara and I were, and, and somebody, a mom was with her kid in the, in the audience. And of course, people put up their hand and ask a question. She said, um, I, I, so I don't have a question. I just want to just make a point and just say that, you know, uh, my son went through, you know, a terrible time. I think he, he, um, uh, he might've been cancer. It might've been something serious in his, mm-hmm. her son was in the hospital for quite a while. And, uh, she just wanted to let you know. And she started kind of tearing up that, you know, uh, he watched Transformers animated and this, it kept him going and it kept, and I caught it. We all like started like, you know, uh, trying to swallow our tears. Yeah. Oh, was, and I, and I, I went down and I said, Hey man, come on. Yeah, I brought him up on stage and I had him sit with us. Mm-hmm. And at, at that moment, it That's went awesome. Oh, okay. Now I, I get it. And there's another moment. I was in, in, in Detroit doing a con, and some uh, girl comes up to me, you know, dressed as Trace Gushranada. And she, uh, we had a good talk, and she's like, she gave me a letter, and she said, look, I, I hope you don't mind. It's just that I just want to let you know that this character uh, you voiced, it helped me. I had some horrible times at home, and I guess things were pretty pretty bad. And, and she said, I think it probably saved my life. And I'm like, huh. So, yeah, that's when I realized that, you know what? Yeah, this is this is our job. This is what we do, and this is what makes it worthwhile. And, and I, I hope people don't. You know, uh, my point is, uh, don't ever take this job for granted. Don't ever um, forget that that it's it's not about you know being a, a celebrity or personality or uh, make it, it that that that's what makes it uh, special. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Bob Odenkirk has a point. Make your life your priority. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, just a couple of random questions, and then we will go through the closing. All right. So, if there was a chance for a live-action Beast Wars movie to happen, would you try to be in it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Next question. (laughs) Yeah, that was an obvious given, but no, uh, of course. Do you do you miss uh, getting to work with anyone in particular from the 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 cast and? there are a few from the team that aren't doing much anymore. So like, have, have you had contact with any of them or, uh, from the, the beast wars folks? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I really, uh, miss all of them. I mean, um, from, uh, blue man, Kuma, um, uh, Alec Willows who played tarantulas, uh, Venus is just a sweetheart. And, um, her and I did the first, uh, botcon together in Rochester way back. Uh, and, uh, yeah, who else? I mean, R- Richard Newman. Um, I, I was in contact with him. I haven't uh, heard from Richard in a bit. Hope everything's okay. But uh, him and I sort of touched base again last year. Uh, Gary, I talk to all the time. Ian, I talk to all the time. Uh, Scotty, I haven't talked to for years. I, I'm not sure where Scotty is. Um, I think he's still doing his thing. Yeah, we would love um, to get him on these one of these interviews. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I've yeah lost uh, contact with Scotty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, I still, you know, uh, the Dobson brothers are all, you know, friends of mine and, and um, Sam Cooth and so the group that I used to live uh, in Vancouver with uh, mm. are still, you know, still around. And I still see them once in a while. Peter Klamis, uh, uh, they weren't in, uh, in Beast Wars, but uh, that's that group yeah. of, mm-hmm. uh, of voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember uh, it was so weird for me as a 16-year-old hearing Venus as a evil character in Beast Wars. I'm like, 
what is Princess Lana from Captain? I had a crush on her in Captain and the Game Master. I'm like, wait a minute, what's Princess Lana doing as an evil spider? What's going on here? Uh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> no, and again, all all of you people, all all of you actors that that have contributed to our lives, just thank you because yes, it it's made them better every time. Uh, you know, Steve goes cool. through episode like I remember, and this is funny, and he's probably going to kill me for saying this. He was at a di- a dentist or a doctor's appointment, laying on some X ray. Oh no, thing, I was you know? I was doing um. Uh, oh, you're doing plasma. Yeah, That's I was what doing plasma. He was having his blood sucked out of him by a vampire, Dude, oh and God. he's he's laying there watching like I was like I'm good. The I'm watching agenda the part one or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So damn. But thank you so so much. Before yes. we let you go, where can people interact with you online if you would like to give that out? Oh, please. Of course. Uh, Twitter is where I'm most active. And um, from time to time, I'm on, uh, on on Insta as well. But Twitter at DKVO, D-K-A-Y-E-V-O. That's where I'm most active on there. Uh, you know, stuff like what's what's coming up and, and little, little, you know, things. Uh, there is the website. There's the YouTube channel as well. You know, mm-hmm. DK, where you can see all those videos where I've done the, sort of some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, you can just do a search and it'll, it'll be up there. IMDB, uh, which I'm always afraid to look at. I haven't really looked at it for quite a while, but it's all it's there. Oh, so it, it's funny you mentioned that. As we were doing this, I actually tried to look it up and I typed in and I typed it in the way it's supposed to be typed in. And apparently there's more than one David K. And I was yeah, like, David wait a minute, David that David doesn't. Yeah, he, he's another Vancouver uh, actor. Yeah. Uh, younger. Like, I used to think like, he was my son. Yeah, like like seriously, I'm looking at your picture that they have and his. I'm like, holy crap! David K had a son that looks like Chris Evans. Wow! <laughs> All right then. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you so so much. This has yes, been awesome you. catching up with you. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, great questions. Uh, uh, it's uh, neat to spend a. Uh, an hour just you know going over my uh, over my stuff you know but yeah I really well, yeah, appreciate I mean, it really appreciate I, it I mean we wanted this to be a little bit more conversational because this is our third time talking to you and it's like hey let's just catch up well we're gonna have to do this again uh, uh, now I sound like uh, Vin Scully I do this again <laughs> but yeah great day for a poor old you know um, no. <laughs> because there's about five different projects that, uh, that you're going to love. One, a couple of them in particular, you're going to freak out over uh, when Yay. I can talk about it. So you'll have to have me back <laughs> next oh, year. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. we're going to go to a quick ad break, and we're going to come back and close the show after this. Of course, off air, we're going to pound David to figure out what all these new projects are that we won't be able to talk about for a whole yeah. year. I know he won't tell us anything, but we'll be right back after this. So he talked about... Hello, all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. 
like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind, I remember. Ba weep grana, weep ninibong. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6O, and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman, and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. No side guns. All right, folks, we are back. David Kay, thank you so, so much. This has been awesome. You're very welcome. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and a neat way to spend uh, an evening and uh, talking, about, talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff and things and things and stuff. Yep. Very much so. Yes. Okay, Waspinator. No, Waspinator does not understand. Well, that's really good. That's where Scott McNeil went. Steve replaced him. That is very good. Very, very good. Yes, 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 Muggletron. That's that's really good. That's scary good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for Look out, Scott. Look out. Waspinator yeah, coming for his job. Oh, boy. See, Universe does love Waspinator. All right, folks, you can reach us on the socials at all things TFV3 at Geekcast Radio. I am at TFG and Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? At SCP21. And yeah, transform and transcend with us next time here on All Things Transformers. Yay! That is very good. Very, very good. Lost, 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 Smuggletron. Well, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
I wish to speak to my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs>